You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. Think again with Borderlands Cooperative. Join us for critical conversations about things that matter. Every Friday at 10am on 3CR Community Radio, 855am on your dial. And on 3CR Digital and streaming live at 3cr.org.au. So together, let's think again about important matters affecting us, like economics, politics, education, health, climate, and what we can do about it all. Welcome to our 119th program of Think Again. Think Again is presented to you by Borderlands Cooperative, an organisation that has been dedicated to social change for over 23 years. I'm Jacques Boulet. And I'm Jennifer Burrell. Today we're talking about the abrupt turn in defence policy in Australia with the decision to develop nuclear submarines or to acquire nuclear submarines from the UK and the US Mm -hmm. and enter into a new security agreement with those countries. Simultaneously, we have sent our old war signals to China for a number of years now Mm -hmm. and offended the French by breaking a submarine contract with them without much of a notice. Mm -hmm. And whilst a lot has already been said and commented about what I refer to as the adventures of SCOMO and the nuclear subs, much of vital importance has actually not yet been said or talked about. Yeah, that's right. Hence this program. So Jacques uh, and I have been listening and watching this situation for a few weeks now, but at last we just had to jump in. Really, it feels as if we have regressed a few thousand years when a Roman legislator called Cicero famously proclaimed If you want peace, prepare for war. He was speaking in an era, of course, of warfare, where you still needed to get rather close up to your enemies in order to vanquish them, and where the most advanced weapons to be used from a distance were actually catapults. Meanwhile, we have gone through numerous and ever more murderous wars, including a couple we call world wars in one of which we actually dropped a few atomic bombs, Mm. killing hundreds of thousands of people and rendering vast stretches of land uninhabitable. Yeah, and and now we have drones that can deliver these things without us even needing to get up close. Yeah, and we should by now have learned to damage our mostly Western European expansionism has done to the rest of the world and that people everywhere start wanting us to become accountable for that. Yeah. And remember the lethal weaponry we now have at hand is able to wipe out humanity and a good deal of the earth as we know it, including ourselves, Mm -hmm. several times over. So it's Uh it's more important than ever for us to be responsible and accountable and and a bit grown up maybe. That's Mm -hmm. right. And while Cicero, the Roman Cicero, was bitching, the civilised his... Civilised Romans against everyone else they called barbarian. And with that ideology justifying his preparations for war, in our present era, the ideological assumption that we are democrats and therefore more civilised, whilst they, especially at the moment the Chinese, are neither. The assumption still feeds our leaders' messages 
to all of us that we need to prepare for a war the uncivilized totalitarians want to inflict on us. Yeah, yes, Jacques, the old imperialist fiction justifying all sorts of abuses um, over time and up to Mm. this day. Meanwhile, assumptions that we are the Democrats and therefore the peaceful ones is still unquestioned in the main. Uh, But this is the implicit ideology relied on by the Anglo leaders, the US, UK and and us too, uh, while making a new security pact and ramping up nuclear war capability at the same time. Exactly. With Morrison, Johnson, <clears throat> sorry, with Morrison, Johnson and Biden wanting us to march with them, to vote for them and possibly pray to the gods that it will all be okay. So what is not yet talked about a lot is making peace and how to avoid war, except by those of us who used to be called peaceniks when Western peace movements tried to oppose the first Cold War in the 60s and 70s, as those coming of age will remember, I suppose. So, and here we are with the debacle of Australia reneging on a contract with the French for 12 conventional submarines and announcing a new deal with the US for eight larger and presumably more appropriate uh, nuclear-powered submarines. Yeah. They are deemed more appropriate because our regional situation is said to have changed, mainly because of China's growing influence there. Yeah, and with the French blindsided, as it seems, were the government's own bureaucrats uh, who had simultaneously been signalling to the French that a contract milestone, sorry, a contract milestone had been reached paving the way for the next step. So that's what the bureaucrats from our defence were telling the French. But there was no business as usual. Morrison had already planned to dump the French contract and go into a new arrangement with the US and the UK. And hence what we already knew about the trickiness of our PM Scott Morrison and the deceitful and self-interested way he operates in is now known to the whole world. Yeah, well, Jacques, remember what happened to mm. Julia Banks, the former Liberal MP, when, when she told Scott Morrison she wanted to leave Parliament. Uh, mm. Not able to make her change her mind, PM Scott Morrison asked her to just hold off announcing it for 24 hours, which she did as a courtesy. Then his office fed stories to journalists that she was mentally unstable and that this was her reason for leaving, using the old sexist narrative that women are weak and emotional uh, somehow suggesting things like oh poor Julia we are giving her all the support she needs blah Mm. blah blah so and who can forget the picture of Morrison with his arm over Turnbull's shoulder two days before he deceitfully took over his job Mm. the big missteps of our would-be Machiavellian PM in dealing with the French the European Union and countries in our region would be just ironic if not potentially destructive and even lethal. But somehow, together with the two other AUKUS partners, the UK and the US, he's been busy sending out war signals to China, as we documented a few programs earlier in early July, Mm -hmm. referring to Professor Robinson from the University of California. And Morrison has actually already been contributing to that for a number of years. Mm, uh, Jacques, do you mean 
sending out war signals to China for 20 years? Yeah, yeah. Initially, it was in the trade area that he sent out signals. And now, in so publicly acquiring the military hardware we presumably need to defend ourselves against that presumed enemy China. But really, Machiavelli and Cicero, they have obviously died for nothing. Indeed, Morrison and and his AUKUS mates, they seem even incompetent to prepare for war. They're destroying all possibilities for maintaining a modicum of peace by their warmongering, whilst we still have to wait for the subs for another 20 years or so. Mm-hmm. So on that note, mm-hmm. to let that sink in a bit, let's go for some music. The Bridge by Nick Charles. Thank you. 
Australia has joined together with their imperial mates from the US and the UK, forming a new military partnership, AUKUS. The AUKUS Anti-AUKUS Caucus is bringing together activists from across the country to launch a fight back, and we need you to join us. Panellists include Scott Ludlam, Guy Rundle, Clinton Fernandez, Felicity Ruby, Tyle Mangione, Dimity Hawkins, Jacob Grech and Dave Sweeney. Join us online on Thursday the 7th of October at 7pm. For more information and to register, visit renegadeactivist.org or check out Renegade Activists on all the socials. A 3CR supporter. You're listening to Think Again, 3CR 855 AM on your dial, 3CR digital and streaming at 3cr.org.au. Today we're talking about the latest developments in Australia's defence strategy, if we could even call that, mm-hmm. call it that. Yeah, we famously ditched a contract with the French for 12 submarines without notice and joined with the US and the UK to have eight nuclear-powered ones instead, while entwining our security arrangements with the US and the UK, particularly with the US, I would say, yeah. far into the future. Yes, and it's not just about military hardware, is it, Jacques? Mm. In linking up with the US and UK for these nuclear submarines, we entwine our own flagging defence infrastructure with theirs because we need the nuclear technology, of course. That's right, and we're running the risk of being expected to get much more militarily involved in the region for the next 20 years and beyond. Mm. Rather than navigating a safe and peaceful and even potentially economically beneficial path for Australia and for the world, there we are breastfeeding and, and sending out war signals. Mm. And, and to top it off, bringing in nuclear power, which is an issue all on its own. Yeah, well, Jacques, as Marcus Hellier pointed out in The Age, on the 30th of September, Australia will have to develop a nuclear, a substantial nuclear industry for maintenance and for safety um, with these nuclear subs. Yes, and in an article in... Transcend Media Service, Vijay Prashad, points out the elephant in the room, carefully ignored by the three AUKUS partners. The title of his article says it really all, really. Clear away the hype. The US and Australia signed a nuclear arms deal. Simple as that. And there we'd, of course, clearly violate the Nuclear Non-Proliferation Treaty and encourage nuclear weapons proliferation, even if that treaty has a loophole that non-nuclear weapon states can remove fissile materials from international control to fuel nuclear submarine reactors. Mm. Interesting loophole, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and Hugh White, who has vast experience in defence politics and works at the Australian National University, he he's wrapped it up really nicely He thinks that PM Scott Morrison, um, quote, has tied Australia to a deal that undermines our sovereign capabilities. Overspends on hardware we can barely be confident of operating and drags us closer to the front line of a war we may have no interest in fighting. And that was in the Saturday paper on the 18th of September. Mm. Mm. What is alarming is that this major decision was made in the absence of any parliamentary discussion or debate. Which, Jacques, is incidentally the same as with decisions for Australia to go to war. Yes, exactly. All making a mockery of our so-called democracy. 
when the most pivotal decisions can be made by an advertising and marketing executive mm. who happened to sneak himself into a position of considerable political power mm. yeah. and who really doesn't have a clue about international relations, as his liberal predecessor, Turnbull, wholeheartedly confirmed just a couple of days ago. Yeah. And given the way Australian politics plays out at the moment, regrettably, with a qualified agreement of the opposition lady, uh, Labour leadership. Opposition uh, in inverted commas, Shark. That's right. As the Saturday paper suggested, and I quote, Labour, if it had any courage, would campaign to tear up this deal. It would refuse to take the country to war in exchange for a photo opportunity. It would continue a policy of balance, weighing relations between the two powers and governing in the interests of the country. Mm, so here we are. Here we are back again parading as America's deputy in the region. That's right, and echoing, yeah, and echoing our historic invasion and continuing our arrogant and ignorant presence in the Asia-Pacific region. Yeah, and, and Jacques, with our PM openly seduced and gushing and smirking in the virtual presence of US President Biden and UK PM Johnson, as if he's saying something like, hey, everyone, look at me, I'm at the table with the big guys. Yeah, so let's just hope he miscalculated that this would play out well to the voters ahead of the federal election early next year and that we're all a bit smarter than that. That's right. But for the moment, here we are back to the past with Australia played again, played again by the Anglo-Saxon world powers. Yeah. And, you know, uh, Brian Tui writes about this in a really great book. It's called Secret, The Making of Australia's Security State. And he points out that the most important region for Australia back in World War II was the Pacific, not Europe. But we agreed to send forces to Europe and the Middle East as soon as World War II began in 1939. We did this throughout World War II, even though it was manifestly in our interest to keep our forces close to home for our own defence. So this isn't a, I'm going to read an account from Brian Tui of a conversation between US General MacArthur and Australian PM at the time, John Curtin. This was in 1942. And for those who don't know, General MacArthur was commander of Allied forces with the US in the Pacific in World War II. So according to MacArthur, quote, the US was an ally whose aim was to win the war and who had no sovereign interest in the integrity of Australia. Its purpose in building its forces in the Commonwealth was not so much an interest in Australia, but rather from its utility as a base from which to hit Japan. The US would be doing it irrespective of the American relationship to the people who might be occupying Australia. Unquote. Yeah, and for its relevance today, just substitute Japan with China. Mm. Of course, the US will always put its interests first, especially the interests of those who are to gain most from feeding the military-industrial complex, as would probably most weapon-producing nations do anyway. And Jacques, we can't blame any national government now for putting its own national interests 
before that of Australia or before ethical conduct for that matter, given Australia's own deceitful mm. conduct with the French. That's right. Mm. Have you heard it on the news about this fascist growth thing? Evil men with racist views spreading all across the land. They're pulling on the boots in Brazil and wiping off the eggshells in Moorabbin. Fascism's on the march and we say, yeah, nah. Yena Passaran is a new weekly program on 3CR dedicated to tracking this rise in Australia, Aotearoa and all around our increasingly warm little globe. Every Thursday at 4.30pm, we'll be talking to writers and fighters about some angry blighters. COVID-19 is a sickness that can spread from person to person. It can be dangerous, especially for our elders or people who are already unwell. We can all help stop the spread in our communities. Cover a cough with the inside of your elbow instead of your hand. Wash your hands with soap for at least 20 seconds after you cough or sneeze. Go to the toilet and before you make any food. Keep away from people who are sick, coughing or sneezing. Avoid going to places where there are lots of people. At this time, it is best to stay at home and away from other people as much as we can. If you're feeling unwell, have a fever, cough or sore throat, or worried about someone else, phone your doctor, clinic or medical service right away for advice. It is important to stay connected and strong as a community and keep our mob safe. Visit health.gov.au or your local health service for more information. Authorised by the Australian Government, Canberra. A 3CR supporter. You're listening to Think Again, 3CR 855 AM on your dial, 3CR digital and streaming live at 3cr.org.au. Today we're discussing the latest developments in Australia's defence defense strategy, if indeed we could call it that. Mm-hmm. Apart from the activist peace groups and alternative movements, prominent figures in Australia's defence and politics have argued that we should be crafting an Asian-Pacific future for Australia. Mm-hmm. And that those people include Paul Keating and many others, but seemingly to little avail. We are back to affirming the Australia of the white bread 1940s and 1950s, looking for powerful friends after Britain's demise as an empire and therefore seeking closer ties with the powerful US. Yeah, and and this is all, I think, particularly galling when we see the debacle of Australia following the US into Afghanistan and Iraq for that matter and being Mm -hmm. part of um, the invasion and occupation in Afghanistan for 20 years And recently, it's abrupt and shambolic leaving, and and yet we're still following them. That's right. That should have really been a wake-up call to keep our own counsel in making decisions about war. But we have learned nothing, Mm -hmm. not even taking a short breather to reflect before going into lockstep with the US yet again. Joe Biden did not even remember the name of the guy from Down Under. But PM Morrison will be remembered as a smirking opportunist, eager to sign deals he did not understand, untroubled by the future, because he was unable to comprehend comprehend it. That's right. Morrison has given up on governing for the country. And I quote the Saturday paper again, quote, the work it requires is beyond him. He has a handful of magic beans 
and an election to win. Mm. A really devastating statement when you think about it. it. In summary, the creation of this new military pact threatens security in the region and makes us complicit in dangerous regional tensions and conflict. Southeast Asian nations have already expressed discontent at the AUKUS alliance. Indonesia and Malaysia are expressing strong opposition. Globally, the alliance is causing fissures within the international diplomatic network, and it already has disastrous global strategic ramification, with the Biden administration acting again without consulting its NATO allies, who are calling for the creation, meanwhile, of an independent European military superpower. Mm. <clears throat> yeah, so the new security agreement known as AUKUS really has little to do with the defence of Australia or of, or of democracy for that matter. And, yeah, and, and I would add, Jacques, it's, mm. it's the idea of democracy that we always wave around to bolster our own position on the high moral ground and mm-hmm. bolstering our um, justification for invading yeah. other territories. Yeah, that's right, that's right. I call it democracy. Democracy. Yes. Thank you, Jacques. <laughs> <laughs> the, aim, the aim is really to make possible an Australian contribution to US battle plans against China, which des- that country will view as profounding, profoundly tra- threatening. Yeah. It also has implications for war planning by Russia, North Korea and other nuclear armed states. Yeah. You should not forget that the US has now still 750 bases, military bases, across the world, seven or eight of which are that, in this country. I don't think that's very well known either, Shark. No, you don't see it much isn't. about that it in is the not. media. It yeah. is not. not. And, yeah. and, and so the new military alliance, Shark, strengthens the worldwide arms race, really. So, so what happens now? What can we do? Well, we need to establish a broad-based coalition of peace, anti-war, environment, community, faith organizations and unions to develop a united people's response to the serious development of AUKUS and campaign to reverse these government decisions which have not been made in our name. name. Mm. Buying offensive submarines is a waste of time and money. The hundreds of billions of dollars should be better spent on Australia's people on jobs, education, health, housing, and to tackle the climate crisis, rather than on military waste. Yeah, I mean, and of Mm. course, uh, the Independent and Peaceful Australia Network, or IPAN, has been doing some great work in this space. So I'd say to listeners, if you oppose the Australian government's development of nuclear submarines, and its new security agreement with the US and, and UK, you can sign the IPAN petition. To find the IPAN petition, go to ipan.org.au. I'll, I'll repeat that. The website for the petition is ipan.org.au. And that's a lot who won the Nobel Prize uh, for peace a couple of years ago for it mm. works in anti-nuclear, uh, the spread of the anti-nuclear warfare. Yeah, and I think we really do, we really should get behind IPAN's mm. campaign totally. efforts. 
Absolutely. So thanks for listening to Think Again on 3CR Community Radio. If you want to send us a message or ask about anything from today's program, you can email Borderlands, borders at borderlands.org.au. Our past programs are available on podcast and the 3CR website at 3cr.org.au. Our thanks again to Clive Bourne for recording and for the music. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, stay tuned for Jailbreak, which gives a voice to prison inmates and their families and friends. To bring us into Jailbreak, we have Cannot Buy My Soul by Archie Roach. For 200 years we've been beaten down, too long on the door. My dignity I'm losing here, mentally I'm on. There's a system here that nails us, and we're left out in the cold. Oh, they took our life and liberty friends, but they could not buy our soul. Joe Hill died, Jacob Ira Ford, Pamela Wally lay down dead. If a person speaks out critically here, they could get loaded down with lead. How long can the majority wait for their story to unfold? Oh, they took their life and liberty friends, but they could not buy their souls.